What is going on, Modern Marketer family? It is Monday. I'm not sure what the date is, but I do know that this is season three, episode one of the Modern Marketer show. It has been a while since I've seen you, my friends, which seems to be uh, one of my favorite lines after I go into a new season of the show or a new flow of content creation or a new connection with the audience like when we launched the Modern Marketer Club last year in 2017. But before we get into the show where I'm gonna be talking about the Power 120 uh, in a way I've never talked about it before, I really wanna update you on where the heck did the Modern Marketer go, what's happening now, and what's the plan for 2018. So towards the end of 2017, the best thing I can do to keep it a concise message and get you to the content that you really wanna hear in this episode is to say that 2017 ended really, really rough for me, both on a business uh, front and a personal front. I was going through a lot of things. I was dealing with a lot of stuff. That's a notification for a meeting I'm supposed to be in 15 minutes, by the way. But I was going through a lot of stuff. I was dealing with a lot of things and I didn't have the tools and life experience to handle them in a way that I would have wanted to handle them. Now it's a part of my story and of course I can learn and grow from it, but you know, there's going to be uh, healing there, if you will, in regards to relationships and strategies and ideas and things that I have to sort of bring back to life in 2018 by continuing to honor the morals I have, the character, the integrity that I strive for and the vision that I have for the modern marketer. So in 2018, the idea is launching 2.0, which we're, if you are listening to this on Monday, we are less than 24 hours away from that launch. And essentially, uh, 2.0 is going to be uh, a combination of a few things. Not only are we going to be doing modern movement, which was previously the focus entrepreneur, so it's gonna be that documentary vlog style content, but we are doing the Modern Marketer Show, which I'm going to be putting as a podcast first on Anchor, distributed through all of the channels that they push content to, as well as launching the Modern Marketer Journal and doing the Modern Marketer Summit of this year. And not to mention, the Modern Marketer platform is getting a new facelift. We have a slightly new uh, addition to our branding. It's just cleaner uh, in regards to the overall look, the font, the feel, that sort of thing, as well as the the uh, Modern Marketer Network, which is previously what you would see when you would go to the homepage of the website, but now we actually have a homepage and when you go to the network, the idea is that we have the entire uh, new team, which I'm about to explain in a second, writing and contributing content. So this is a lot bigger than my voice this year. And what I mean by the new team is this. So big news, the Modern Marketer was acquired by a marketing agency. Long story short, I am no longer solo entrepreneur Derek that you knew last year. Essentially, the Modern Marketer was acquired by a marketing firm as I was deciding with my wife how to transition and have a sustainable home life and work life, not necessarily a balance because I don't like that word, I would say more of a rhythm, but how do I accomplish that and make sure that way things aren't getting destructed in the process. So the idea was, okay, if we could find an opportunity where the Modern Marketer could live on, we could still provide value to the community and continue to push that vision forward, then I was for certain going to do that. And that's exactly what happened. TKG, aka the Karcher Group, is the company that acquired the Modern Marketer. They've been around for 20 years. They just celebrated their 20 year anniversary. They have one of the best reputations I've ever seen. I've been in the marketing and uh, advertising world, if you will, for a very long time. And typically, uh, agencies just have this rap for 
you know, not doing well, not having good rapport, having a bad reputation, having a very high churn rate, both internally and with clients. But TKG is the exception of that. Most of their clients have been with them for 5, 10, 15 years. They have extremely deep roots in the Akron Canton area, and they're one of the best firms in Ohio. And I just didn't expect that. Not to mention, their culture is second to none. So that is what is happening with the modern marketer this year. And I will be explaining a lot more in detail, but I want to get you guys to this show and it's been uh, four minutes and 30 seconds into here. So hopefully uh, for those of you that love the modern marketer, love being a part of the community and love what happened last year, um, you appreciate that update. And now we can get into today's content, but not before we first do the question of the day. So let's hop into that. All right, let's hop right into the question of the day and we'll make this one quick because this question of the day is tied into one of the segments in this show. Uh, the user handle of the person who asked this question will be in the title of this anchor segment. And he asks, what exactly do you do to create content that has relevance? What is relevancy to you? He wants to know if I have any suggestions. And I'm gonna talk about that in a later segment, but to give you the long and short, I believe that evergreen content in an inbound marketing or modern marketing world is the way to create content that is relevant, but there's a deeper purpose because forever in the marketing industry, people have talked about evergreen content. And to me, evergreen content is stale. Just creating evergreen content around a topic because riding a bike 10 years ago is the same thing as riding a bike today. So if you write, and create content about riding a bike, you're gonna be relevant, is sort of a stale mindset to me. Because the reality is we live in a right now generation. Things are happening right now that people really care about. Why? Because social media has given the individual a voice that it's never had before, where previously you would have to have a team in a media you know, agency or some type of marketing agency or a PR agency. You would have to have a lot of people and hands involved just to create a message and distribute that message. Now, as you're seeing right here, I can record my voice, I can add music. Right now I'm also uh, having a DSLR camera record a high quality version of what you're listening to right now. I'm going to atomize this content out. I'm going to distribute it to different channels. I control where this message goes, let alone the fact that I control what the message is. So because of that, we are a right now generation. So the riding a bike evergreen methodology is not going to work. So to me, modern marketing adds that just slight sharp edge of relevancy and context behind the audiences you're trying to reach. So no longer are we just creating evergreen content. We are desperately as modern marketers trying to find the context of the audiences we're trying to reach. And right now in a 2018 world, that context is what's happening in the world in this given moment. So thanks for that question. And I will talk a little bit about that uh, in this later segment, but let's hop into the show. All right, so let's hop right into this. The Power 120, a concept that I have taught across hundreds of client accounts. I've taught to tens of thousands of people on the Modern Marketer, and it has become a core part of the religion of modern marketing. In its simplest form, the Power 120 is just creating content for 120 days straight. Now, again, living in a 2018 world, people can barely work 
out for three days straight or two weeks after they set their New Year's resolutions. So I understand that the thought of creating content for 120 days straight may be an immediate turnoff and a reason for you to not listen to this or not apply it to your business. You just don't have the time. You're running a business. You're managing people. You're creating infrastructure. You're fulfilling products and services. You're distributing. You're, you're doing all these things, and I get it. I understand. And maybe that's not you. Maybe you're not the entrepreneur. Maybe you work for the entrepreneur, but you still have all of these responsibilities in regards to growing the business, but you don't have the time to do the things that will actually work. Well, this will help you because it has been tried and true time and time again. It has gotten people tens of thousands. Actually, it's gotten several people millions and millions and millions of followers and uh, community members. Swole Normus, Married and Young, a lot of the examples I've given you before, Tiffany Montgomery. There's been so many people that have used this concept to really build their audiences. You have to commit to it just like you would commit to a sports team and the season that you're currently in. Let's pretend we are the American marketers and this is our 2018 season, right? Just because we decide, oh, we have a team and we're playing in the league does not mean we're going to have a winning season. We have to show up to practice every day. We have to micro adjust our strategy. We have to train. Sometimes we have to do two a days. We have to try everything we can to make sure when we show up for that game, we're putting our best foot forward in an authentic way. You can't pretend you're good at sports. You either get on that field or that court or that rink and you crush it or you don't. That's just the truth. So you have to think about that. That's my disclaimer. This concept, the Power 120, is just like a sports team or a sports season. You don't want to do this like a lot of people do or strategy similar to this and still have a losing season. Then... You just wasted your own time and money and everybody else's time, which is not a good thing. So let me move on from that. I digress, as my old college professor used to say. I digress into the types of content. After you commit to the fact that you need to actually do this and you need to do it competitively and you need to micro just along the way, you need to decide what type of content do I want to produce? Most people go immediately to what's my brand voice and what's, if you haven't figured that out yet, this is not for you. I promise you that go figure that out first and then come revisit this. You have to know who you truly are and who your business truly is before you decide to create this much content and distribute it at scale. So the types of content, I'm going to run through these really quick because I think this will be very helpful. You can do long form content. I will make a disclaimer on this one really quick web or social long form. Because as you know, the modern marketer, I used to create blog posts, long captions for every single Instagram post I did. And I would do 12 Instagram posts a day. That's a lot of content. So you can either do it on your website or you can do it in a more progressive and speedy way and do it on social media. You can do graphics and images. You can do infographics. There's creative ways to do infographics in the 2018 world. It doesn't have to be stale and embedded into your website. You can use apps and different platforms. You can do video, which is my favorite one right now because there's so many types of video and there's so many ways to use the video after it's created. You can do pre-recorded video. You can do live video. You can do 24-hour video. You can do boomerangs, which is a really good way right now at the recording of this video to hack organic reach. Create text overlays on top of a boomerang and the algorithm on any social platform sees that as a video, gives it more reach, and then your text your message actually reaches more people. You can also do shorts like spotlight videos where you see the graphics and then you see the captions overlay the video. That also helps your reach of your message or 
or whatever type of content you're trying to push out because it's video content. It's easily consumable whether the audio is on or the audio is off, which statistically a lot of people listen or rather watch videos without listening to it with the audio off. Moving on, guides and how-tos, reviews, lists, cheat sheets, eBooks, white papers, case studies, courses and quizzes, podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Again, try to do it in a modern world. I'm doing this on Anchor. You can do original research and data, opinion articles, or you can do presentations and webinars pushing into your funnel if that's your objective. So those are the types of content, and let's go into the next segment of... All right, now that we've talked about the Power 120, we've talked about types of content, let's hop into something that will help you break out of the creative rut that most people get into when they try to create content over an extended period of time. Let's talk about the three strongholds to creating content, generating attention, and traffic. The first stronghold I actually use as part of the answer to the question of the day in this episode, and that is the process of moving away from the methodology and belief that if you just create evergreen content and practice inbound marketing, that you're gonna have customers lining up at the door ready to buy from you. That's just not the case. You have to have taps on what's happening in your industry right now at this given moment when you're listening to this podcast. I want today to be day one of the Power 120, but if you don't even know what's happening in your industry, what's happening in the times right now, what's the pain points, the opportunities, the benefits of this generation that is consuming the media and content that is being published, then you've already lost. So make sure that you are acclimated with what's actually happening in the industry that's your business or your hobby or your brand or your organization is in or if your personality the audiences that you're trying to reach because here's the other part of relevance not only do you have to understand all of that but each buyer goes through the buyer journey individually which means no two journeys are alike and there's different stages of the buyer journey which means you have to understand are they in the awareness stage are they in the consideration stage or are they in the decision stage because there's messaging that matches each type of mindset in each stage within the buyer journey and if you don't remember what the buyer journey is awareness consideration decision, every single buyer, no matter whether you're buying an Apple iPhone or you're buying orange juice at the grocery store, you go through the same buyer journey of awareness, consideration, and decision. The second stronghold is position. I get into this I won't call it an argument, maybe that's too strong of a word, but this debate where people just say they don't have enough time so they either outsource it or they don't do it. One extreme or the other, right? But if you're if you're going to outsource and choose the lesser of two evils because I'd rather have you outsource than not do it at all, even though I wouldn't want you outsourcing in the first place, you need to make sure that leaders, whether it's you or leaders in your business, are infusing the content marketing editorial and strategy with their expertise. There's just a universal truth that when leaders speak, people listen. I've seen so many editorials, content marketing strategies go stale because they pull the the leaders out of it as if the other people in your company who don't have as you know, much relevance and taps on the industry as you do can speak like you do. They just can't. And that's not a a dog on anybody that you work with or your coworkers or what have you, or your employees. If you're the entrepreneur, it just means that figure out who knows what the frick they're talking about, about the categorical content you're posting and make sure the leader is at least the person who the strategy is deriving from if not the person that's actually creating or recording the content themselves. If you can get get leaders on video, that is the best case scenario. They don't have to write it. 
They just have to get in front of a camera or at least guide the strategy. And the third stronghold here is the type. We talked about types of content earlier in this episode. You can't use all of them. So once you figure out what's happening in your industry, in and around your industry, you tap into some maybe the news topics, trends, pain points, opportunities within the audiences and the generation that you're trying to market to, pick what type of content matches your voice and your personality and your distribution strategy the best. You can't use all freaking 30 or 40 of those that I listed out earlier. So the last segment that I'm about to go into for today's episode is going to be talking about editorial versus ideal pool and repurposing content so that way you don't have to do all of this from the ground up. The entire point of the Power 120 is that you're not creating 120 new pieces of content that have never been heard of before. You're creating your brain dump, your ideal pool of categorical content that adds value to your audience. So let's hop into the last segment of today's show. All right, cue the music because we are ending today's episode. I hope this has added value to you guys and I hope you like this format too. I love it because I get to flow with my day. It keeps the energy, it works around the schedule which means I can produce a lot more of these and there's not gaps in between content and it helps me stay on top of what's actually happening and stay relevant myself. This is part of my Power 120, an extended version of that because I'm way past 120 days uh, for you guys, for the community, for the benefit of the modern marketing movement. So traditional editorials are literally just timestamps attached to the content that you're putting out. Stop glorifying editorials. That's part of the reason why content marketing strategies get so stale is because people think that they have to have an editorial. The editorial should be the last thing that you put almost like the cage around the entire strategy of, oh, okay, we got all these ideas. We got this cool categorical content. Got this over here. Got this idea. Going to invite this person in for some content. Going to distribute over here. Okay, sweet. Here's the timestamps of all of them. Here's the schedule. Here's the people. Here's where it's being published to. That's the editorial. Everybody treats an editorial as if it's the end all be all to your content marketing strategy. Like you have to conform to the editorial. No, the, the, the editorial conforms to you, to your strategy, how you're creating content. Because if you have to conform to an editorial, where is that going to end up besides not aligned with your goals and your strategy? right? That, I mean, common sense. Sometimes it surprises me the lack of logic that we use and not as a, as a demeaning or condescending statement or a punitive statement, but more so of like, give yourself more honor and credit. Your strategy matters. Stop trying to put your strategy and your creativity in a box. I personally use Trello for my idea pool. And I'm saying idea, like I-D-E-A, idea pool. And I use Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's a project management tool, sort of like a digital whiteboard is how I always explain it. And essentially, when I'm either doing this for myself or for a client, I create categorical brain dumps of all the possible topics and ideas and strategies that I can possibly pump out in a short amount of time without thinking, without formatting and editing, just pumping it into Trello. So that way when I'm done, I just have as many ideas as I can. And it's almost like I can just release and be done with that part of the process. Some people just don't even start this process. And the people that do start this process, they don't get all the way through and they get writer's block or they get, you know, in a creative rut because they just, they, they try to make the first version the perfect version and it's not going to happen. That's what happens when you start with an editorial. So you start with your idea pool because you can just pump all of it out and then you can breathe. Then you can relax. 
then you can revisit it later, right? Just get it all out, then go do what you need to do for your business, have some family time, sleep on it a couple nights, and then come back to it. And now you can start formatting and scheduling and deciding what platforms and the types of content and going from there. So ideal pool versus editorial, your editorial should be your last piece that you add. The other thing that's going to help you get out of or avoid altogether writer's block in a creative rut is repurposing content. Just because the number 120 is in the title doesn't mean that's 120 original, organic, long form, extended pieces of content. You can create 10 really good pieces of content. Let's just call them articles, right? 10, a thousand word articles. Then out of each article, make 10 pieces of content. You can make it a video. You can make it a podcast. You can make it an Instagram story. You can make it a short spotlight type video. Remember all the different types of video I talked about earlier. You can take 10 ideas and turn them into 30. You can take 10 ideas and turn them into 100. It's just a matter of your atomization strategy. And atomization is just like, I'm assuming it derives from the word atom, which is just a small part of the bigger picture. Atomize it, make it smaller, break the original ideas down into smaller pieces, and that makes up your 120. Don't set an unrealistic, unreachable strategy that you're just going to fail from from the beginning. You can't set the bar that high. Nobody, unless you're Albert Einstein, is going to be able to pump out long form content in the hundreds. It's just not possible. And then the last piece here, I'm going to take about 10 seconds to, to close this out, is 80-20. Out of all of that, only 20% of your effort should go into creating all of that content. And then you have to actually distribute the content. Take 80% of your time to use social media as the gasoline that promotes and amplifies your content and your voice. All right, my friends, that has been season three, episode one of the podcast. Like I said, I hope you enjoy this format. I'm trying to do longer episodes that are a little bit more in depth. I took a long time to write out my notes for this one. I'm also going to be infusing segments of this in HD video inside of Modern Movement, which is the new documentary vlog style, which was formerly known as the Focus Entrepreneur, uh, documenting the process of building the Modern Marketer Movement, as well as growing a multi-million dollar agency, not myself, that would be Jeff and TKG, and how those infuse together after TKG acquired the Modern Marketer. I appreciate this community. I love you guys so much. I will see you in tomorrow's episode.